the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and uh, we're here with a show one more time again for you. Welcome to, uh, to show 305. Uh, we are excited to do this with you. A couple of things that you need to know. First of all, if you want to get a hold of me, it's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can also call me or text me at 760-608-1942. Uh, that'll get you right there to my phone. And um, if uh, if you've got some songs that you want us to do or some words of the week or some ideas for shows, that's the best way to get them to me uh, because... That's the best way to get a hold of me. Speaking of words of the week, this is one that someone sent in. They used that phone number to send this to me. And this one, I'll be honest with you, I'd never heard this word before. This is a weird one. And I had to keep playing it on the computer to figure out how to pronounce it. So I'm hoping I'm doing it right. It's Brobdingnangian. And what it means is it's a giant. Apparently in uh, uh, Gulliver's Travels, there was a, a land called Brobdingnag. And uh, that's where the giants live. So to be Brob Dingnagian, here, computer said. Dingnagian. There you go. To be that is to be a giant. So if you can use that in your words this or your sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points every time you use it. Smile at people when they just look at you like, what happened? They probably think you had a stroke, but that's okay. Uh, because you know what it means and you're just improving their vocabulary. Listen, if you want to help out with the ministry, one thing you can do is tell people to listen to the show. You can send them a link to the show, but you can also um, become part of our Nehemiah project, helping us rebuild those walls of uh, the building and getting us into the prisons of the, the state of California here. And you just text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722. That will take you to our giving portal. And we'll help you uh, sign up for all the stuff you need to do. We are nonprofit groups. So that means your donations are, that's right, tax deductible. Uh, for all you givers, we will be getting your statements out this uh, week. I should, I plan on doing it on Monday. So you should get them um, yesterday as you listen to this show. So um, hopefully that will work out well for you. Uh, if you don't want to give, the show is always free. So thanks for being here. And um, I think that's all I have to say right now. Because I've got a guest. Uh, I've been been hoping to get this guest for uh, a couple of years since I heard his testimony at Summit down at Saddleback. And welcome to the show, Roger. Hey, family. How you doing? I'm glad to be on the show, uh, hanging out with my man, Paul. Uh, I am excited. Any chance I get to share what God has done in my life through Celebrate Recovery uh, and uh, how Jesus has uh, ripped me out of hell and uh, set my feet on the rock. So I'm excited to be here. I love that attitude too, because I think a lot of people, you know, doing CR as long as I've been doing it, one of the most difficult things besides getting a person to sit down and get through that fourth step on a step study is to get them to say, all right, I'll share my testimony. I have so many people who are like, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I want to do that. And we actually had a person when I first started in CR back in the early 2000s, um, I had a lady in our local CR and she would not come to CR in Ridgecrest. She drove to Saddleback three hours each direction to go to CR at Saddleback uh, because she would not share her testimony in town until her parents had passed. And she wound up passing wow. before her parents passed. She actually, her testimony is in the CR Bible 
but she wouldn't share it where her parents could see it um, because it's just that that wall that people put up. But I love that attitude of like, you know, I'm going to share it. And, you know, like we always say on the show, that testimony is out there. The facts are the facts and the story is the story. The matter of the 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 argument is who's going to use that weapon? Is it going to be me against the devil or the devil against me? So give me that weapon. I'll take it. So it's hard to give him glory right Otherwise, exactly like you did it exactly so um without you know wanting to cast dispersions tell us about your mess roger oh boy well i had a i, I grew up in a great family uh i grew up in the pacific northwest in a town called port orchard washington and uh i had two older sisters a mom and dad they stayed married they're still married uh and uh I was picked on incessantly by my sisters, uh, but I had a good, I had a good life, got to my teenage years and I started to, I started to feel uh, dopamine from attention from females. And, you know, like it's probably natural. Uh, you start noticing the opposite sex and, you know, start stuff starts to get crazy for you. And so I thought, man, if I could get it like that, I'd like to get more of that. So I, I craved female attention and I grew better and better at getting it. Um, and I uh, had girlfriends and that was great. And then, uh, and then I left for college and I learned that there was a way to get uh, that same dopamine hit without even interacting with a human. And that was pornography. Mm. And, uh, so I, I dove into pornography. I left my girlfriend at the time back at home and drove 300 miles to Washington State University, uh, where I went to school. And two years later, we were married. Um, and her name is Sarah. And uh, within the first, I don't know, couple months of our marriage, uh, she walked in on me engaged in my addiction in the middle of the night. I'm an arch- I was an architecture major. So I stayed up all night all the time. I was always up in the middle of the night working on stuff, whatever. And this one time she said, God woke her up. And, uh, and, and she, she walked in in the, in the middle of me and my addiction and her idea of this guy who God gave her, uh, you know, vanished into this devil brought me this man. Right. Uh, and so for seven years, uh, I attempted to be well, I tried everything I knew to do. I would, uh, I would will myself to to health and only mm. to, to be successful for a week, two weeks, three weeks, uh, white knuckling it. Um, and, you know, as a dry drunk and yeah. uh, I had a bit of sobriety, um, but no recovery at all. And uh, boy, that, we, that, we, that's an interesting thought there. Say yeah. more about that. You had sobriety, but not recovery. Well, so I could. I could manage not using, but I, I was not well. Yeah. I wasn't healthy. There was yeah. there, all the things that lead you into your addiction or your dysfunction. Uh, if that's not addressed, the addiction and dysfunction will just change shape on you. Yeah, you're just taking cough syrup. Right. It'll turn into something different, yeah. uh, resurface as anger, resurface as something else. And so for me, I could I could withstand uh, the temptation. Um, but I was not a good man. I did not know how to cherish my wife. I didn't know what it meant to be trustworthy, um, and on and on and on. So yeah, it started, uh, it started to unravel 
and our, our marriage was on the rocks and we went, we moved back home. We moved back to, uh, we, we bought a home in Puyallup, Washington, uh, which is right by Tacoma, Washington. And, uh, we went back to our, our church that we met at and, uh, Shortly thereafter, my wife was brought in to start this new ministry at our church called Celebrate Recovery. She asked if I'd be involved, and I said, absolutely not. I don't uh -huh. have an addiction. I don't need this. I don't want this, so no thank you. And uh, God did a quick work. And uh, on August 18, 2009, that was our very first night, and that is my recovery sobriety date. Oh, nice. Uh, so from that day since uh, since then till now, I have not gone back. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been quite the ride. That's for sure. It's uh oh man, lots of ups and downs, lots of setbacks, lots of I did not go back on my recovery, but uh, it's just been hard because then behind, like I said before, like behind that addiction is a whole list of things I'm just not proud of. Yeah, you know, a, a broken man who's trying to make things work. So your wife got started. So did they bring her in as like the ministry leader or just part of the team that was doing it or just part of the team? Actually, when we were in college, we had uh, we were at a church that decided to start a celebrate recovery in, I think, 2004 or 2005. And uh, so my wife actually went to the summit uh, back then at Saddleback ah. and it ended up never starting at the church or we left it started and uh but she knew about it so when our church our home church started talking about it they're like she's like hey i i know about this i've actually been to one of the summits so that's why they brought her in as a leader she wasn't in ministry league we had a a couple named uh pastor frankie and kathy tobes that started our ministry in tacoma uh and uh yeah i think four or five years later uh sarah and i took it over okay and so how long did it take for you I mean, I'm guessing you're one of those guys that went to go, you know, to support your wife. And oh, then yeah. eventually it starts to to happen. What what was that time frame like for going between supporting my wife to, all right, I'm gonna go to a meeting and and now start to listen and share, and then all right, I'm doing a step study. What was that progression? I it was immediate. Really? I mean, the second they started talking. I was red dotted by the Holy spirit who was like, this is, this is for you, bud. Oh, wow. Ah, man. And you and responded. So I went to open share, uh, that night. I remember where I was sitting. I remember who was in group. It was the very first time the word pornography came out of my mouth in a setting, mm. a setting. And it felt like gravel. I mean, it was like, how did they take it? Part. Uh, we had, we actually started with a sexual integrity group. Oh. Uh, and so, we had a, there was there was four guys, and um, and so as we went around the group, it wasn't painful. I mean, it was painful, wow. but it wasn't so painful right. because nobody else was involved. I had three other guys who were just like me. Yeah, so that that made it a little easier. I remember my first time going to uh, open share at Saddleback, and they had you know the list of all the sure. things. So I go to find the the men's uh, SA group, and I'm like, well, there's three to choose from and there, there's 15 people in each group i'm not the only creep yeah that yeah, is, yeah, it blew exactly. my mind i felt so much relief yeah with just being able to be like okay i don't have to because even at my home group everyone was looking at me like you're kind of weird with that and you're you're dirty and 
I had to watch how I said things to make it, you know, sanitized and to be in a group with guys who are like, oh my gosh, this is so nice to just talk. We have a church uh, at that time. It was probably, you know, six or 7,000 people. And we, somebody decided it'd be a good idea to do a cardboard testimony in Uh October. So I start in August, October, um, they decide let's do a cardboard testimony. And they asked me, would I be willing to, you know, go up on stage and hold my little wrap myself out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that for the same reason that you're talking about. Right. And again, Holy spirit did a fast work and was like, you know, you, you were made with courage. So let's do this. And had a guy come along and encourage me to do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I stood on the stage in front of everybody, my whole church family, and had a sign that said, I've allowed lust and pornography to grow in my life or something like that. And uh, I got to flip the thing over and say, God and I are going public. Mm. And it was cool uh, because I could no longer hide behind any of that. Everybody knew. Yeah. And from that point forward, I got to be the broken human that I knew I was. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's funny how you come out uh, uh, and, and come out of the darkness and talk about how broken you are, how many people come up to you and go, Hey, uh, Hey, you know how you deal with that thing, right? Yeah. See, now well, I, you're not alone. I, I didn't, when I would share and every time I would have shared, you know, at, at church and our churches are much smaller, but the, when we Started with Celebrate Recovery, we were going to the biggest church in town, which had about yeah. a little under a thousand people. And yeah. so they had me That's share great. on a Thanksgiving morning uh, in front of everybody, the whole, yeah. all the services combined into one room packed in there. And yeah. I had to go up there and I was less than a year out of jail. I had been oh. a public school teacher. So I was front page news. So everybody knew my dirt. Oh. And I got to get up in front and tell everybody. So nobody came up and talked to me and said, hey, I'm you. But they're like, I got a cousin. I got a son. I got an aunt. I got a this. I got, I I knew so many people's family (laughs) dirt about that. And and that's still the thing that I get. I I can, I very rarely find out about people. Yeah. My home church, I find about their families that need this. Uh, but that's that's great that people did it, you know. But I did have one guy that day we because we had Thanksgiving dinner afterwards, and I'm standing in line just waiting for people to throw mashed potatoes in my way. And the dude comes up and corners me, and he says, uh, "The only difference between you and me is they printed your sins in the paper." And mm-hmm. uh, and then the next guy who cornered me was this guy with missing a front tooth and a former meth head marine, and he's like, "Hey, we got this group celebrate recovery. I think it would be good for oh, you." Wow. Oh, get away from me, freak. I don't want your group. Yeah, 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 weird. Yeah. Not that broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he kept working on me from Thanksgiving until January. So I went in January. I was like, I'm going to get this idiot off my back. I'm going to go yeah. to one of your stupid meetings to say that I did. Yeah. And I've been going for 21 years. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's about how it worked out for us is, uh, you know, my, my wife was the leader and the supporter and I was broken. Mm. And, uh, and a, a few years later, um, you know, she finally was like, I, I, I could lean into this as well. And, and uh, we've been, like I said, I think it's been 10 years now that we've been the ministry leads of this one in Tacoma. And um, 
it's just been the sweetest ride. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, a lot of long conversations, a lot of trying to keep someone from hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, just a lot of really painful stuff in the last, uh, it's been 14, almost 15 years. This is our 15th year. And, um, but man, we've seen it change our whole church. Our church culture is different now. And it used to be our, our tagline for our church was success begins on Sunday. And, <laughs> and now it's just move life forward, you know, yeah. wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, let's move life forward. And I can get behind that. And that, that fits with our CR world as well. And, and so uh, 2000, 2018, Sarah and I had been just, just leading our CR and uh, we had, well, it was before that we had a one day at our church uh, early on in our CR and Mac and Mary came and they brought their son Heath and it was his very first time uh, being at an event. And I, my best friend's a comedian and Heath is a comedian. And I would write jokes. I like to think I'm a comedian, but I'm not. <laughs> I, would, I would write jokes for my buddy. And so the three of us, we met Heath and we all just hung out all day. Well, at any time we would go to the summit, Mac and Mary knew of us because, through Heath. And they would, hey, it's Roger and Sarah. And, you know, we, <laughs> we don't, uh, wait, you know. And, and so it wasn't long, I think it was 2018 or 17, that they said, hey, would you guys share your couple's testimony? We're coming into town to do a one day again. And if you guys would share your testimony at the one day, that'd be awesome. So we did. And Pastor John Baker was there. And I remember him and I are walking back to the green room to get my microphone off. Just him and I. And I'm like, oh, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. And he said, would you be willing to share your story at our summits? And I just remember thinking, what? Uh, like, you got the wrong people. I didn't own a single Celebrate Recovery shirt. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't have any tattoos. I didn't have, you know, like, I, I am not your guy at all, right? You got the wrong person. And um, we, we went in 2018. That's when we showed, shared our story. And um, that year, Pastor John said to Sarah, he said, I, I, know what, I know what I want you to do on our team. I just don't know what we're going to do with him. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting right there like, oh, oh, thanks. And, uh, and, and not long after that, Sarah was brought in as um, somebody focused on the, uh, the mental health side of things. And uh, they found a role for me. I did social media for Celebrate Recovery for three years. Um, and uh, so I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure what my role is today. Uh but uh, I know that I I carry my wife's Bible. And so there you there go. To, there you go. Able. You know, if you can get her to use it, uh, the E version, it's so much lighter. Yeah. yeah. I carry your phone around. That's that's a lot. Yeah. 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 So we're having a blast, though, man. I mean, we really are. It's it's a uh, what an honor to to serve uh, a ministry locally and nationally that saved our marriage. We yeah. were falling out of love with my wife because I was focused on distraction. Yeah, and um, and this thing taught me how to how to take distraction and replace it with a savior, and to focus on him, and yes. uh, and and it's just been this most beautiful story unfolding in uh, in real time now that our our three daughters, which is uh, they are the artists of the uh, the wall behind me, 
Uh Um, My three daughters now get to experience a dad who honors and cherishes women uh, and a a marriage between my wife and I that is true and uh, and not perfect, far from perfect, but a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at today. Amen. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break, folks. We're going to we're going to give you a song of the week. Uh, This week, we've got Crowder. Uh, It's a vaguely new song from him called Grave Robber. So we're going to give you 90 seconds. Here's uh, Crowder and Grave Robber. We'll be back on the other side to talk about that and to share a little bit more with Roger and what's going on in his life. So here's David Crowder. There you go, guys. David Crowder. If you don't like Crowder, check your pulse. Because, uh, and I'm talking to you, Faith Paxton. Check your pulse. Crowder's awesome. Another great song from him. If you've never had a chance to see him, it's a total hoot. I got to see him, uh, Roger, back in the 90s. at We had a, a festival in Monterey called Spirit West Coast. And he was, this was back when it was David Crowder instead of just Crowder. And he was wearing rainbow suspenders. Yeah. White man fro that went out about probably 12 inches on either side of his head, just shaking and bobbing. Man. And just, it was epic. I just, I was like, I can get with this guy. He's fun. Yeah. And Sounds we've like seen him young, several times. It's a young hoot. Matt Cohen. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. So um, you've been serving now at this CR. And I. it's interesting how long you've been with, have you guys rotated through as, ministry leaders and taking some time off and gone and done a, a different yeah. part of the team or you've been the M the whole time? We started as uh, helpers uh, to the ministry leads uh, almost 15 years ago. And then at a year four or so, um, we stepped in and took over as ministry leads and we've been ministry leads ever since. We rode the uh, COVID wave. That was odd. Um, How'd you guys we, do that? What'd you guys do for your CR? Were you doing uh online group? Uh, yeah. Did, uh, one of our, one of our guys is pretty techie and he figured out how to do zoom rooms. Mm-hmm. And so we would start all together in a big zoom open share. And then we, you know, play a couple songs and then we would, uh, break up into our zoom rooms oh, and nice. basically people would put 
a number next to their name. And that number represented which room they wanted to go into. Okay. And so, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, B, dependencies, codependencies, A to Z, section J, whatever. And, and so we did that. And the bummer was we, we started with probably 75 people the first night. And then I think the last night we did it online was probably 40 people. Mm. And it was just, it was dying. And so the first time we got to come back together, hundred people showed up excited to serve again. And then we had to shut it down again. Uh. Washington state was, uh, was, um, shutting spaces down again. And so, oh, it was just so painful. Oh, it was so painful. So yeah, it was, uh, but, but now, uh, it really purged our leadership team. We, we lost a lot of leaders, a lot of group hosts. Um, and so Sarah and I would set up chairs just the two of us. And we would, we didn't have food. Uh, I would make the coffee uh, and it, we just started over. And, uh, and now we're back to, uh, you know, got full teams again and we don't have as many groups as we had because we don't have as many hosts yet, but we've, we're, we're wrapping up a few step study rounds. And so we're excited for the new leaders coming in and kind of, you know, kind of feel a little of the mojo coming back now, which is That's nice. good. But yeah. We had before COVID, we were we were cruising with, you know, 20 people on average, I would say on a Friday yeah. night, sometimes up as many as 40. Now, if we hit double digits, we're like, I mean, we, yeah. we have not been able to come. My my leadership team, um I had three of my my eight leaders relapsed during COVID. Oh yeah. And just went it's off pain. the it was so painful. Oh, oh yeah. It was, it was just hard. And, and trying to get people to do, we were doing it. And when we got, when lockdown happened, I got on a plane. My mother-in-law was was in her final days in Tennessee. Uh. So we were out in the country outside of Nashville and then they locked everything down. So uh. we're running meetings and I'm trying to figure out all the new, and I'm a tech guy, but I was yeah. trying to figure out stuff and talking to other yeah. leaders about how they were doing it. And so I set up my, my, uh, Facebook live and did it with some other yep. software that I found. And so we had my worship leader was doing worship in Ridgecrest and I would patch him in and then we'd patch us in and we teach the lesson and yep. trying to keep my 94 year old grandfather from talking in the middle of lesson and yeah, doing exactly. stuff was um, interesting, but it just, we could not it, keep people with it after the yeah. first couple of weeks. It was just, yeah, it was hard. difficult. And it, it's there been hard coming back. It's really been hard coming back from yep. that, getting any kind of traction. So I know that um, God hasn't released me from the ministry. So that means I can't give up. And there's been times in the past before we were, you know, bigger where it was yeah. me and Bev and I would be teaching a lesson to Bev and she would be in the audience and <laughs> I would teach less. I said, look, someone might come for open share. And so yeah. we're just going to run this thing. And if they come in at 57 minutes in, yeah. Look at three minutes of the last thing. Look we'll at to do the serenity prayer, and then we'll be an open share. But the next week they'll be on time because they know we're doing it. And yeah. it, it's you know it's worked that way. I went 13 months one time in a row without another male, just all ladies, and I was the only male. And I would oh, just go have my man. open share and pray. Wow! And I know That's God. You know, there's a reason they have fallow fields. It's just to let us grow. So we're just trying to to grow and and do stuff. So we've got four people on our team now, our leadership team. Nice. We don't have. I mean, me and my wife are the M's and then we have helpers because um, yeah. nobody else is really ready to step up into that. 
And it's fun going to summit and and hearing people, you know, especially yeah. people from Saddleback, like, well, what you want to do is you want to have at least two people on each thing, and you want to have right. an apprentice, you want to have this. I'm like, I got 10 people showing up. Yeah, I, we I, can't yeah. all be leaders. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it is, it is what it is. And we just keep rolling. That's um, right. so now you're, you're, you're back in cruising. What's your vision with your, with your CR locally? Well, we, our church has, uh, four locations and, uh, we are at the main location. Uh, and my pastor came to me before COVID and said, you figured it out at this one. Why haven't you done it at any of the others? Oh. So, one like day that. That is a great attitude. Yeah. I mean, I've gone, we had two locations for our church. Like, can I do it at the other location? Well, you got to make it work here first. Oh, I love, I, yeah. I need your pastor. Is he willing to move to Ridgecrest? I, I'd be surprised if he did. Yes. He, <laughs> so, so that's something that we look at. It's hard because you're starting over. It's not, um, it's, they're far enough away that I couldn't have my leadership team drive necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, and yet some people come from the other locations two hours for CR. And so they get excited to think, Oh, maybe I'd have my own at my own campus, but you almost need a whole new set of ministry leads and all that jazz. Yes. So, yes. So we haven't had that happen yet. We've been praying that God would bring ministry leads from the other locations. So that's something we'd like to do is expand that thing. Um, you know, we, our daughters are 16, 14 and 12. And so that takes a lot of our focus right now too. um, to, to just, they come, they come to the landing um, and they help out in kids and they, you know, so they, they're part of the team with us. And so that's fun. It's like a family thing, but we also don't want to become so busy with CR that we miss out on these last, last six years with our girls. Right. So, right. so we're focused on that too. I am. Um, I went back to school um, and uh, I am going to join my wife as a uh, mental health counselor. Oh, nice. And so Yeah. So I'm, I'm on classes eight and nine of 20 right now. Uh, and uh, so hopefully in 2025, I'll finish school and start getting my hours and take tests and all that stuff to uh, join my wife's business in oh, counseling. And nice. so that's that's a few years down the road. Are That's you call her boss? No, no, I might have her call me boss. No, oh, of course. Wow. I call her boss. Yes, of course. She, she'll always be the boss. She's the owner. Yeah. <laughs> She'll let me work there, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, no, we, and then, and then uh, that kind of feeds into CR National. Um, you know, I'm growing my uh, mental health knowledge right now. And so I, I, I'm excited at the idea of helping her with, some of the mental health stuff that she's doing for Celebrate Recovery. You know, there's 40,000 Celebrate Recoveries across the world and everyone has mental health. And so it's, uh, we're, 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 I, I, it's excited to, exciting to think about joining my wife and, and trying to help build some mental health um, capabilities in CR uh, or at least awareness uh, it's, it's so funny to me because you know with CR we know that we're those people we know that you're either yeah. in recovery or in denial right but if you've got mental health it's like well, I'm not looking at you that's not a real thing maybe you should pray and the right. same things that, that the normies say to us we say to people and it's like no 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 everybody yep. 
everybody listening to your listens everybody this can yeah it's super super before before he passed say you know you're just there's no such thing as mental health problems just you don't trust god enough you know yep yeah the church has historically been terrible at standing alongside people who are struggling mentally yeah and 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 we aim to change that and yeah. so that, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend the rest of our lives working on that. And um, I, I don't know what it's going to look like, um, but I do know that having conversations is better than nothing. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, like my my own father, um, I remember Sarah and him were talking one day and he was like, well, you know, do I have mental health issues? And she's like, you know, everybody does. Have you ever been angry? Yeah. Okay. But your thoughts are, are overriding or your, your, your anger is overriding your thoughts. That's a problem. We have to train ourselves on how to manage that. And so, you know, so much of what we hear uh, in what pastor John wrote back 30 years ago is mental health. It's, it's all mental health in the Bible. Yeah. Jesus, you know, train your, train your brain, train your kids in the ways. And, and hey, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the person speaks. Well, this is all part of our systems. And if our systems are bad, how do we expect our behavior to be good? Right. And so we, we got to go back to systems and start taking a serious look and, and, and do a self-assessment on our systems. And that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love what you said. I don't know how it's going to look. Because what that yeah. means is you've left room in there for God. To show oh, you, yeah. you don't have the plan worked out. I mean, when people are like, okay, here's how it's going to look like, oh man, we've got to have some leeway. I, I I love having a plan, but not a final plan. That that plan needs yeah. to be in, in pencil so we can erase some stuff. That's uncomfortable. Yes. It's really yeah. uncomfortable. Well, I, I grew up on a Navy base and we do research and development. We make missiles. We invented the yeah. Seinweider missile out here. So heat seeking missiles, we did that. You know, glow sticks, we did that. Urinal cakes, we did that. Thank and you. That takes that you're welcome. That takes planning. <laughs> and it it means that I have been surrounded my whole life with engineers. And engineers right. above else, they, they like a plan. You know, they oh, yeah. want to know this is what it is. They want some order, they want some logic to it. And God doesn't, I mean, he's not a god of chaos. Right. But he's also dude, you're trying to do calculus and you're in kindergarten. You don't right. even know what I know. That's the God that I know. And I'm like, all right, you do the math, God. I'll just, you know. And he, how often okay. in your life has he asked you to take a step where there's no bridge? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't do that, God. I don't, I don't want to do that. And he's like, yeah. well, then you, then you, then you can't get to this other spot that I have for you. Yeah. It's like, you have to take a step. Well, I don't, I don't see anywhere to step. I was hearing on Sunday, our pastor was talking about the Impala and that the Impala, they could put them in a zoo and they only have to put a three foot fence around them. Uh, as long as they can't see the landing spot, they won't jump. But an oh, Impala man. could jump 10 feet high and 30 feet long. But because they can't see the other side, they will not jump. Oh, my word. And I just think that's 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 me. Yeah, that's me so often is like, OK, God, I will. I, look, I'll do what you ask me to do, God. But you got to make it clear. Yeah. Right? And you got to kind of maybe tell me what's going to happen if I do it or don't do it. Right. Yeah. It's don't like, make it scary. Don't make any any risk. Yes. Don't make any. Yeah. 
preferably uh yeah easy that would be yep. wonderful uh yep. yeah i'd like everyone to win that would be wonderful that would be too. great yeah <laughs> yeah especially me yes yes yeah, yeah yeah and i'd like to have the glory for when this goes well <laughs> well you know i heard someone talking about a a, a person who's uh and I'm not going to name the name of the person, but it's a famous, well-known person. Everybody recognizes his name. And they say, this person does a lot of bad things, but they do a lot of good things. And overall, they probably do more good things. But their problem is they want the world to be saved and they want to get the credit for it. They don't want yeah. someone else to do it. And it's like, I lived that way for so long. Like, give yeah. me the credit. Let me have the PR. And now I'm just like, you know what? If somebody else can do it better, cool. Let me push a broom and sweep up after you, you know? Somebody looking for credit is somebody who will steal the glory if it goes well, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, we say, oh, I'll give God the glory. I just need him to heal me or I just need him to, you know, help me pay my mortgage or I just need him. I need this breakthrough and and I'll give him the glory. And yet I'm scrambling to try to figure out how to get the breakthrough. And that's a sure sign of somebody who's, not likely to hand glory over because they're going to go look at all the stuff I had to do. Yeah. To get healing, you know? So. Yep. Yeah. 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 If the last thing you have to do is prayer, then you started at the wrong end of the list. That's right. That's yeah. right. Cool. Well, thank you for doing this, Roger. I appreciate it. Is there any, you know, uh, anything that you need us to know before we go? Uh, I just think that uh, if, if, if any of your listeners are, are feeling the same way about a struggling CR, uh, you're not alone. Uh, you know, uh, we, 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 and even if it's not celebrate recovery, but they're just feeling like they had a, a relapse in relationship or that, that their marriage isn't well, or that, you know, the space between them and their family members, we had, so many family members where that space between us just got so gross during, you know, that season of COVID and there was a lot of fear and a lot of uncomfortable stuff. And so I just want to say that, you know, whoever that is, you're not alone. Yeah. You're far from alone. And I think God is, it almost feels like he's putting an emphasis on relationship because that's what was attacked so badly. And uh, man, there's nothing better than knowing you have people behind you and people with you and, and that you're, you're fighting for better together. Um, yeah. It's always better than fighting for better alone. And so just, I, I would hope that they would maybe feel a little bit encouraged that they're not alone and that God is still in the business of miracles and Absolutely. He can one for us. Absolutely. Not only can, will. He will. Well, he didn't quit. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, thank you guys for being here. Listen, if you want to support the show, don't forget to tell people about the show. Let them know that it's out here. Send a link. Uh, you can text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722 to get to our, our giving portal. You can uh, use the word of the week, which once again, tell us computer. Rob Dingnegian. Rob Dingnegian. Uh, and, and do some giant things in your life. Uh, thanks for being here, people. And we will see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time. We mess it up.